Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, March 16th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 24th of Adar 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the end of the show. This marks the last episode of the week celebrating 500 episodes and today is 503. In honor, we have much more original content coming your way and we'll provide a special report on the Keith Haring pop art exhibit that is now showing in Herzliya. I had a sneak peek as a journalist, so I'm bringing it to you. If you don't know the name Keith Haring, you'll for sure recognize his art when you see it and when you hear about it. I'll be posting pictures on the Israel Daily News Instagram page so that you can see it, but you're definitely familiar with his work because it's everywhere. You just might not know his name, so I'm going to tell you all about it later in the show. Now... Let's get to the news. Today, Thursday, marks the beginning of the third nationwide so-called Day of Disruption, with protests and demonstrations taking place all throughout Israel today. Many, made ro- many main roads and areas are closed, including B'nai Brock Street in Jerusalem, the Ayalon Highway exits, the Kfar Hayarok interchange where two people were arrested and even outside the British embassy where police had to use tear gas to disperse protesters. As has been for the past couple of months, Israelis are protesting the government's attempt at a complete judicial overhaul, which has been successful for the most part because the first readings have been voted through and passed in the Knesset, backed by many powerful politicians and A lot of the people in Israel are just completely against these reforms. Other major places that are closed off due to protests include Kaplan Street in Tel Aviv, both on the HaShalom bridge ramps, highways 2 and 4. Early today, before the protests were even scheduled to begin, a group of artists painted a red line on the road to the Israeli High Court of Justice in Jerusalem. The artist later explained that the line was meant to display an inseparable connection between an independent judiciary and the freedoms of speech and expression through art, leisure, culture, and sports. Five of the artists who painted the line ended up being arrested by police. Other forms of protest taking place around the country include Navy reservists blocking the entry to the Haifa port for commercial ships, which they also did during the last day of disruption. Last week, as well as Tel Aviv University students setting up a barbed wire fence around the campus. Last night, so that's Wednesday night, President Isaac Herzog gave an address that was live streamed detailing his alternative plan for government reform. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz says he is now urging Netanyahu to accept that new plan. Netanyahu stayed back five hours from a flight that he had to take to Germany in an effort to discuss this proposal last night with Herzog. Netanyahu said the compromise was insufficient. I'm going to read you a bit of Herzog's speech. I'm going to skip around a little bit. I'm not going to read the entire thing. And then I'm going to tell you the tenets that he suggested uh, in his proposal. 
The last weeks have been tearing us apart. They have damaged our economy, our security, Israel's diplomatic ties, and especially Israel's cohesion. Family Shabbat dinners have become war zones. Friends and neighbors have become rivals. The discord is getting worse. The concerns, fears, anxieties, all more tangible than ever. Over the past few weeks, I have met thousands of citizens at the president's residence and outside of it. The state of Israel's finest sons and daughters, true patriots on all sides of this dispute. Never in my life, never in my worst nightmares did I think I'd hear such words even from a small minority. I heard horrifying rhetoric. I heard real deep hatred. I heard people on all sides for whom, God forbid, the thought of blood in the streets is no longer shocking. Our ancient sources command us to pursue two things, justice and peace. Justice, justice you shall pursue. Seek peace and pursue it. Over the past few weeks in which I have been working on an agreed-upon framework, I have done everything in my power day and night to pursue justice and peace. Most citizens of Israel want a framework that will bring both justice and peace. Most citizens of Israel want a framework that will regulate once and for all relations between the branches of government in Israel. Most citizens of Israel want a broad consensus. Most citizens of Israel want to live good and secure lives. The framework that I present today presents the golden mean which accommodates in a fitting, fair balance, and constructive manner these perspectives, beliefs, concerns, and anxieties. Okay, so those were a few of the words of Isaac Herzog, our president. I just read them to you. Now I'm going to switch over to boil down his proposal. The changes include changes to the Judicial Appointments Committee. The panel would be made up of four coalition members, two opposition members, three judges, and two public representatives appointed by the justice minister in agreement with the Supreme Court president. Now that is different. A majority of seven of 11 members would be required to confirm an appointment. Changes to Israel's quasi-constitutional basic laws would require four readings at the Knesset plenum, with number four, the fourth one, requiring 80 members of Knesset to vote in favor. Any changes would also require 80 members of Knesset throughout all 40, throughout, excuse me, all four of those readings. Now, I just want to let you know that in the, in the matters that are being pushed through now, the majority is 61. That's the current government wants to have a 61 seat majority in order to effect change in government. Most people are saying that's just way too slim because half of that government is voting in the same exact way. So a 61 seat majority really isn't a majority at all. Moving along, the rights to equality, free speech, and protest will be set into basic laws. When reviewing legislation beyond basic laws, the high court will convene with 11 judges with eight judges needed to overturn a law. The high court would not be able to strike down items based on unreasonableness. I talked about this in some previous episodes, including yesterday. Legal advisors to the government will not become personal appointments. Those are the ideas. If you're not familiar with this yet, the government of Israel is working to overhaul the judicial system with two main issues of changing the way one, judges are appointed, and giving the government the ability to veto Supreme Court rulings. These proposals are already making their way through Parliament and have already been up for its starting votes, meaning the first votes that are needed to push the legislation through have already passed. 
I'm seeing wild video of a big undercover operation in Jenin in the West Bank in which reports I am getting say Israeli forces have killed three terrorists working for Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad terror groups. This information has not seemed to hit the mainstream media yet as of this moment, but I am reporting that to you now. And I'll come back to highlight more in the newsletter that'll go out to everyone on Sunday. And then I'll be back again on Monday with another podcast. On Wednesday, the IDF and Shin Bet announced that they believe the Lebanese terror group Hezbollah was behind the explosion on an Israeli highway Monday that seriously injured one person. Monday morning, a bomb that was placed on the side of Route 65 exploded, critically injuring Sharif Ad-Din, a man from the Arab village of Salem. This specific incident was quite different from other deliberate explosions and bombs, however. The IDF says the bomb used on Monday was unlike any explosive device used by Palestinians against Israelis in recent months and called it quite unusual. As a result, the Shin Bet security force did not release any details in the incident until two days later on Wednesday. Following the explosion, the IDF and police began closing roads and searching for the person who planted the bomb there. Several hours after the explosion, soldiers spotted a car with the suspected Lebanese terrorist inside of it. This took place near the Lebanese border. The police and the Shin Bet officers opened fire and killed the terrorist. He had been considered a major threat due to the fact he was wearing an explosives belt. Other weapons and explosives were found in the car as well. The IDF says it is still investigating the suspect's link to Hezbollah and how he was able to cross the border into Israel without being noticed. I have an opportunity for everyone listening right now to make things easy for Passover, especially if you're going to a friend or want to send a gift. Use Hasod. It's a local business I partner with, and if you buy gift boxes from Hasod for Passover, you can get a bunch of goodies for the table, including some ceramic items that you can serve food. You can get tasty kosher for Passover treats. And this is a good one, a new Afikomen cover to replace the one that you probably have not washed in 10 years, and I bet that it needs to go in the garbage. Check that out. If you purchase a Passover box from Hasod for either your own table or to bring to somebody else's table, a fraction of your gift will go to the Israel Daily News podcast to support us. And you'll also get a $10 off coupon with the coupon code SHANNA10. That's all capital letters, S-H-A-N-N-A-10. Go to hasodstore.com. That's H-A-S-O-D store.com hasodstore.com or just click on the special link in the show notes and don't forget to use your discount code i want to thank all of you for your interest in israeli affairs israeli politics our world politics happy 500 episodes today is 503 but we're celebrating the big 500 all week with loads of original content. There have been so many listeners who have made this journey with me from years ago, okay? I've been doing this show for about three years now. I want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast by making monthly contributions. I would not be able to do this without you. If you want to do that and you want to make a monthly contribution, you can check it out in the show notes. In the meantime, 
focus on the Pesach boxes, the Passover boxes. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at IsraelPodcast. Bath and Body Works is coming to Israel. Yes, that's right. The exclusive agreement was announced Wednesday after major Israeli company Delta Israel Brands signed an exclusive agreement with Bath and Body Works to open and operate multiple stores throughout the country. As part of the agreement, the online site in Israel is set to launch this year, while the company hopes to have 30 stores open by 2026. Did you know, by the way, that the first Bath & Body Works location to ever open outside of North America was in Kuwait? That was in 2010. So that's pretty interesting. I think that's cool. And now for a special report on the Keith Haring art exhibit that recently opened in Herzliya. You probably know his work, but don't know his name. It's Keith Haring, and he's iconic for his icons. The Arena Mall in Herzliya is now making the man behind the dancing figures known to Israelis with a new exhibit called Untitled by Keith Haring. It boasts 197 pieces of the late artist's work with a total of 13 million U.S. dollars. I mean, that's how much all of these works cost altogether. After three years of planning, it is now available to the Israeli public. Consider the radiant baby or the barking dog. You've probably seen the images, but not known much about the simple, colorful figures which have become Herring's signature. The dark exhibit space shows off a language that has remained a part of pop culture, even some 40 years later. One gallery guest even chalked the icons up to a modern hieroglyphic. Herring's works show basic representations of people and animals in everyday life, rejoicing with hands in the air, leaning into an embrace, or even engaging in a sexual act. You might not see it right away, but Herring's pop art offers a glance into the world as he saw it through the 1980s. The openly gay artist worked mostly using the streets and subway stations of New York City as his canvas, but ultimately executed his first solo show at the museum in Amsterdam in 1986. While New York City has always been progressive, Amsterdam at the time served as a safer space for Herring's explicit homosexual drawings. The exhibit in Herzliya has a display of those works, too. Herring used to fill up empty black posters that covered past advertisements in the New York City subway stations, and he used chalk. His drawings filled public spaces with art, and he persevered in his work even after being arrested by New York City authorities for illegal graffiti. The black box has an installation that will make you feel as if you were walking through New York's 51st Street Station equipped with mimic mosaic tiles and nostalgic shiny orange seats. That's You can see all of that at, at the exhibit. Famed photographer Alan Tenenbaum was flown in as the show's guest of honor. Tenenbaum is responsible for many of the most popular photos of Herring, which captured his essence and passion for paint before the young man passed away at the age of 31. Yes, Herring died of AIDS, but not before setting up the Keith Herring Foundation, which used art as a tool for safe sex awareness and also supported education, prevention, and care for those suffering from AIDS. 
The efforts of his foundation continue on until today. Tenenbaum's photos have time and again accompanied Haring's exhibits around the world. Let's hear what he had to say. Yes, actually, I've seen pictures of the exhibit because my photographs of Keith have accompanied it in various venues. And sometimes my photographs have been used as murals, as they are here. Other times um, as fine art prints, like gallery prints. Uh, but this is the first time that I've actually seen the whole exhibit. Uh, what an amazing Keith Haring was as an artist and the variety of his work and the scope of it. And there's a lot of things here that I've seen before and many, many things that I haven't seen before. So I really want to take it all in and uh, really hope that the people who are uh, into Keith Haring and people who love art will, will come here and see it. When asked what he hopes people would take away from his contribution to the exhibit, Tenenbaum said it was his photos which have become fine art prints all these decades later. A fascinating interview was Art Hub CEO Roy Milo. He's the one that put this all together. When trying to make the money back on an exhibit, it is, as Milo says, a gamble. Art Hub spends between four and eight million shekels on most any given exhibit. Milo and his team are always trying to pinpoint what an Israeli audience would like and then create that experience. Look, Kittering is a very colorful exhibition and it's not like, you know, Claude Monet, um, um, Van Gogh, Frida Kahlo, I mean, Picasso. They, are, they, they, they go, um, I mean, I gave some names that we can calculate its, uh, its centuries, but to compare all of them, Kit is rather um, young. And then, you know, his story and the fact that he started in the street and he started this movement and he was a part of a movement and a lot of people are familiar with his art without actually knowing the name. So we thought that this combination in which Keith Haring, I don't know, is he? Oh, this Keith Haring, it's like here you hear a song that you're familiar with but you don't know the name of the artist. And then we understand that it is a good example now to take the adaptation we are making. We're not just going to present the artworks. We're going to build the environment of the 80s as much as we can in investing money and in this location. So we brought the subway station and the lounge. And by that, we kind of create a, a 360 uh, experience. At the end of the day, Milo says it's all about getting everyone in Israel access to international art. And finally, a clip from one of the influencers who showed up for the preview. Michal Ratner of Israel tells us what she thought of her sneak peek experience. Well, actually, I was very surprised because I knew very little about Kit Herring. And I was shocked to learn that he died so early in his career. And just yesterday, I was m with my seven-year-old son at an exhibit of uh, David Polonsky. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also very talented, and my son was very excited about, like, to see the, the, the growth of the artist. And I definitely want to take him here because it makes you so interested in the person and you understand the art through the person. Enter the black box in the Arena Mall Herzliya to find vibrantly colored, simple drawings and paintings with complex messages. Keith Haring's show runs from March 9th until June 30th of 2023 from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Last entry, however, is 5.30. And they have shorter days on Fridays and holidays. Tickets cost about 119 shekels if you buy them in advance.
All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 14 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 58 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 72 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. The newsletter goes out on Sunday evening, sometimes early Monday morning. I'll send you off today with a little bit of music. I want you to hear a song called Synesthesia by Erica Kral. It's a classic. Enjoy this one and have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Thank you.